think stability for me is first and foremost, always making sure I'm rooted in God's word first. And so something simple that I started doing, uh, simple but painful, was no matter how early my children get up, I get up 30 minutes before. Um, and I just force myself to do it. I'm not a morning person. So I feel all of you that are not because I'm that way. Um, but I realized that getting up 30 minutes before them, and I don't, I'm not saying you have to do like some crazy in-depth Bible study, but like breathe, pray, God, you are all I need and you are all my kids need and help me to love them. This is the Single Mom Cast. I'm Mel Hyatt. And I'm Pam Keneally. And I'm Kelly Wehunt. Woo, it's taken three of us on this one today. It's the trio. The trio. Hey, we are today going to answer the million dollar question. We are going to address the recipe to have a kid that is well-rounded, that is competent and confident and just grows up to be a good human being. Do you guys know what it is? Of course you do. Yes. You do. Okay. To set this up, in March of 2015, Harvard released a study that says every child who winds up doing well as an adult has at least one, say one, ladies. One. one uno. Uno. One stable and committed relationship with a supportive adult. So I want to talk about this today, Pam and Kelly, because for me, that stat gives me a huge sense of peace. As a single mom, it gave me a huge sense of peace. My boy's now turning into young men. I have this sense of peace, but because I didn't always feel like I was enough. I was raising two boys and I was just a mom, but it also is a burden of responsibility that we're going to have to address today too. There is this freedom in, oh, my goodness, it only, I don't have an excuse now. It only takes one, but there's a responsibility that that one has to be me as a mom. Absolutely. And so I want to talk about that today. I want to talk about what is a safe adult um, and just go through this with you guys. Because what, I, what, I've, what I've learned and what I've studied and what this study shows is that a safe adult is consistent, is intentional and is stable. So we're going to talk about all three of those, how you guys have seen those, whether with your own children or Kelly, you worked in the church with teenagers, so you can speak into that. Um, but let's talk about this freedom and this responsibility that it brings. Pam, if you go back to you as a single mom and you have your kids, what would this fact, and this is a fact, I mean, if Harvard released it, <laughs> we're believing we believe it. it, what would this fact have done for you as a single mom? It would have been life-giving because most all single mothers feel like their home is incomplete because there's not two adults living under the same roof. And so it would have been life-giving and to know that I was enough. I'm it. Like you play tag, you're it. I'm it. And and I had all that I needed to raise uh, great kids, and it would have been life-changing for me. I would love to have known that. Mm. So that's where that's where 
you know, my thoughts come from, from being a single mother back then. And now we can use it, you and I, in this, you know, with our kids being older and we can use it to fight that lie that sneaks up with shame and guilt saying that we weren't mm-hmm. or that when they're struggling with something today, it's because of yesterday. So we can say, oh, no, no, no. Harvard said. Yes, Harvard, <laughs> Harvard said I was yeah. enough. <laughs> OK, so let's talk about consistent. Um, I once read that kids spell trust, not T-R-U-S-T. They spell it T-I-M-E, that they spell trust with time and that that's how you gain their trust. And the complicated reality is oftentimes single moms have the least amount of time and the least amount of margin. So what would you both say to our listeners of how can they make sure that they are consistent in spending time with their children each day that they have them? What are like some simple things they could do? I know from student ministry world, whenever I worked in student ministry, we had lots of single parents and they wrestled with this a lot because you're right. The time is just not there the way they want it to be, especially our single moms out there that are working multiple jobs just to try to keep things afloat. Um, And so we do, we tend to beat ourselves up and say that we're not spending the time that we should with our kids. But I think, um, you know, we had, I believe it was Hannah Vassar on this podcast not long ago. And she talked about that intentional time with your kids that even if it's just a few minutes to have one-on-one eyeball to eyeball, you know, if you have little kids, it's, Yes, studies show it just has to be 10 minutes a day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one-on-one, I'm going to sit here and play Legos with you. And it might just be for a few minutes. Or for me, my with my older kids, like, I don't care how old they are. If they're living in my house, they're getting tucked in. And I've tried really hard to make it to where, like, hey, even if I'm exhausted, I'm still going to spend time at tuck-in with you because that's when they talk. (laughs) They want to stay up later, so... That's when they talk. And so that's when I tried my best to spend some eyeball to eyeball time with them there. Um, I know that's not always possible, especially if your kids are older than mine and they're like out all hours of the night and things like that. But like whenever possible. I'm not doing tuck-ins. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like they're tucking me in. Exactly. (laughs) So so again, I'm talking to a specific age range of kids, but um, just having... But the, the point is having little moments. Don't don't get so caught up in like, well, I don't have an hour. I don't have all these moments. Just take yeah. these tiny little moments and use them and they add up. Yeah, that's really good. And you know what? You might even, I remember, you know, okay, so you have to cook dinner or you have to do, you have to do something like that. Just bring them on it. Just bring them in on the experience. You know, would you get out the bowl or would you do this? Of course, that's for the little ones. Just time together. Just in your normal... You know, you're going to the gas station. Say, hey, you know, get out and would you pull the pump, the you know, the, the release for me. Just any way to interact with them that they feel like they're spending time with you. Something as simple. Just integrate them into your normal schedule the best you can. Like Kelly said, it doesn't have to be, oh, I've got to find an hour where I have nothing to do to do something with them. It could be very simple, just integrating them into your schedule. And asking their opinion about what you just did or just conversational, just keeping it open with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just let them do life with with you you Mm -hmm. as you're doing life. And also those older kids, man, use cell phones to your advantage. You know, maybe you're not getting as much eyeball to eyeball with them because they're everywhere. 
Um, maybe you have adult children that you still want to give consistent time to. Um, use those cell phones. Send the random mom text messages of, hey, I love you and I miss you and I'm thinking about you right now. Like, don't, yeah. you know, I, I unapologetically cheesy text my kids. Oh, and, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I tell my boys all the time. Yeah. As long as I'm alive, you will hear from me every day of your life. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't respond to me, I will text you, you will hear. <laughs> or call you or Marco you. And then if they keep ignoring me, they don't know this, but I will show up at their house. Yeah. <laughs> but well, yeah. And you, Mel, it was pretty recently that you were talking about how, and I think this is really important to remember, it's not the responsibility of your kids to make time for you. It is your responsibility as the parent to make time for them. And so this isn't a turn it into an emotionally chaotic situation where you're trying to guilt them or force them to spend more time with you. This is you as the adult going to them and saying, I care about you. And that's why I'm going to spend time with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's our job. We are contractually obligated to love these kids. They do not have to love us back, but they better. They better. They better. (laughs) Okay. So this segues really great into the next. So it was... The first word of being a safe adult was consistent. The second was intentional. Um, And this gets even more and more complicated as your kids get older. The younger your kids are, proximity kind of takes the place of intentional because they have to be around you, right? As babies, like, my goodness, they never leave. And then, you know, when they're younger, you have to drive them places. And the older they get, I have found I have to be even more intentional. Um, And just like adults, children need a place to express their thoughts and their feelings and one way to be intentional as a parent that I think will get you the biggest return for your investment is to create these like safe spaces for them to share their thoughts. And you really have to know your audience to do this. I want to talk more about this because I have to do this differently with my two boys, but I'm wondering um, if, and you guys can either share personally how, Um, you've seen intentionality create safe spaces between parents and their kids, or, you know, it can be a personal story or like a story that you've seen. Like, what do you think a single mom can do to be intentional or what have you done that works? Well, you know, I, I'm thinking just, I'm thinking about children that are older now and intentionality might be, um, putting something on their front porch. Of course, this is older kids. I think the younger kids where our single moms are raising kids, being intentional is, you know, even the young ones putting things in their lunchbox or spe- special scriptures or mom loves you or, or just surprise them with an intentional something that they weren't expecting, whether it be something on their bed under the, you know, something, a special note under their bed or on the kitchen table, a little note or just intentional little things. And my kids looking back, talking about our single parent days, I don't remember this, but I remember being so burdened that I was the only one under the roof that that I just tried to um, intentionally make things fun when they weren't fun for me, mm-hmm. but to make it fun for them. Yeah. And uh, I don't know why they remember those fun times we had, because honestly, I don't remember the times <laughs> being so fun at all, but they remember those. Yeah. So intentionality with lighten up a little bit, make things fun for them. Yeah. And in the small things. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and I think of intentionality too is when we purposely work towards sharing about Jesus in everyday life. And so that might not be, you know, you're going to sit there and teach a little sermon to your kids, but like just in everyday moments of life, pointing them 
towards Christ, intentionally looking for ways to share about him, talk about him, um, again, in a way that's just saying, I love you, and I know that this world is messy and yucky and that the only way we can make it is with Christ, and so I'm going to intentionally put some of these things in front of you. My son laughs at me all the time because, like, we'll be watching a TV show or something, and I'll pause it, and he goes, oh. This is going to be a mom talk. <laughs> and mom I'll, talk. Yeah. And I, I, I'm really purposeful to only make them like 45 seconds to a minute, you know, where I'm just like, you know what? I am going to have a mom talk because we're going to talk about what just happened on that show and why that's yes. not okay. Yeah. And, um, and again, that's just us living our everyday life, but then taking time to just pause and go, okay, let's talk about the spiritual ramifications of what we just saw. But um, but I just love that it's gotten to a point now where mom talk. Mom, I mean, like you need to just pause it and go mom talk. Mom yeah. talk. Oh, I have definitely started singing back we'll to him whenever he does it. He's in middle school, so this is the full on. But and they do. I mean, even if they think it's cheesy or corny or whatever, even if they roll their eyes and they act like they're not listening to you. Yeah. The reality is they are because working in student ministry, as long as I did, I remember students all the time. They quote unquote complain about their moms, but then they would like. They always heard it, and they were always thankful for it later. Yeah. So don't let it stop you. Well, m- make it fun. Get a little guitar. Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> talk. And just let, let Pull it out. music into it. And so they go, you know, they, oh. would, they would just love it. You could make that really funny. Yeah, actually. especially if you do it in front of his friends. Yeah. Oh. oh, you girl. You you go, girl. Always. <laughs> no, don't do it in front of their friends. <laughs> they will not talk to you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm in a fun phase with my youngest. Um, and we, if, if you haven't experienced this, faith, Kelly, buckle up. Oh, because there's buckling. this season. Um, and from what I understand, the Lord did this on purpose where our kids, as they move into like the wandering phase of puberty and adolescence, they begin to pull away from us. Um, the first thing I just want to say, which is a side note, is stop taking this personal mom. This mm-hmm. is not about you. This is God's plan. Like, thank God, because I do not want a 30-year-old that's still, like, sitting on my lap and not leaving the house, right, Pam? <laughs> right. So no. we want this. Yes. It just does not feel good. And so I am in the season right now where my baby is doing that. He is about to be 15, and he's it's just this weird pulling away, and I have to remind myself. So I wanted to share something that I have been doing recently that is giving me gold stars. Good for you. I know. I didn't even mean to do this on purpose, but... I have been really intentional, and this is going to sound weird, of getting to know who he is because I really don't know who he is right now. He is an alien that woke up one day and kind of had a mustache, and his voice is different, you know? And he looks at me different. It is is a season. Kelly is laughing right now (laughs) because it is, isn't it, Pam? Mm -hmm. It's like they go away. And they're teenagers. They're this alien living with you. And then someday they come back. That's Uh what I've experienced Uh now. So let me tell you what I've been doing. And this, I I feel like I'm like, man, I should get an award for this. I have been allowing my youngest to take the aux cord. And that means that he's the DJ in the car. And I said, you can play whatever song you want. And he raised one eyebrow and he said, whatever song I want. And I said, yeah. And he goes, well, you're not going to like it. And I said, put it on, buddy. And then what happened, because I was a little shocked, (laughs) I'm telling the world this, it was not a Christian song. We'll just say that. 
And I was a little shocked because he's kind of my justice guy. Like he will, he'll never, he's like, I just, I can't say when people say bad words. And this song shocked me and it turned off and he said, do you want to know what I, why I like this song? And he began telling me this backstory of the person who wrote it and this life they had went through and how they didn't have a relationship with their dad. And he had researched all of this and it really struck a chord with him. And I'm telling you moms, like I felt so awesome in that moment because I was learning that my child really values a story Mm. and I value stories, but I understood that as that it was him becoming a young man, right? Of going, I really love this song because he's actually talking about grief of not having a relationship with his dad. And it opened up a conversation between he and I that we had never had. And so what I'm saying to you is to create a space where they get to be unapologetically who they are and just lean into it. And now it's something that we do on long car rides. He gets the ox and then he will pause it and go, okay, let me explain. And then recently he said, mom, do you want to play a song? And of course I put on Taylor Swift. And then I got to explain to him why she's the queen and why. But for us, what I'm saying is that we have been connecting over music And I don't know that that was a gift that I realized that that was sitting in front of us. I love that. And to not just shut him down, right? Going like, you should be listening to this song. Yeah. I love Um, that's what I was going to point out is I love that you said that, that sometimes they're going to say things that shock us and we have to resist everything inside our mom selves to jump straight into lecture mode or jump straight into, yeah. well, no, you shouldn't be that way. It's like, listen to them. And I did hear from an adult that's in his life. Um, one of his small group leaders told me that Jax was bragging about it at church that him and his mom bond over music. <laughs> and I was like, yes. so anyways, that's how I was being intentional. That was kind of a long, but I just, it has, it has opened up a new door to me and him. And so I'm really grateful for it. Okay. So we have consistent, be consistent ladies. We have intentional be intentional. Know your audience, right? Like me being intentional for my youngest is not the same as my oldest. And then the third one, which might knock the breath out of you, but we can do this, is stable. And I think pr- I, I probably struggled the most with being stable as a single mom because I was maxed out and, you know, you don't have the partner sitting next to you to soundboard things. Um, and it was just For me, I think for me, finding stability was making sure that I was in counseling so that I had someone else to do that with, because I think I would have probably made my boys that sounding board and that wasn't healthy. So I found a lot of stability, making sure that I was mentally healthy. And I was going to ask both of you, how do you find stability? How did you find stability as a single mom, Pam? How do you find it now? Kelly, how do you find it? I know it's kind of personal, but what does stability look like for you? I think stability for me is first and foremost, always making sure I'm rooted in God's word first. And so something simple that I started doing, uh, simple, but painful was no matter how early my children get up, I get up 30 minutes before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just force myself to do it. I'm not a morning person. So I feel all of you that are not cause I'm that way. Um, but I realized that getting up 30 minutes before them, and I don't, I'm not saying you have to do like some crazy in-depth Bible study, but like breathe, pray, 
God, you are all I need and you are all my kids need and help me to love them through that lens today really gives me that stability to then not go dump all my stuff onto my kids. Mm -hmm. And this is a hard one. It helps me to not get all my worth from my kids because that's not their job. Their job isn't to make me feel like an awesome mom. Mm. Um, my job is to know that my I'm rooted in Christ, like who I am is rooted in him, not in how my children turn out or if they're good students or not or whatever it may be. So that for me is probably the biggest way to stay stable. That's really good. I love that. You know, I'm just thinking about different stages when my kids were growing up and different where they are now. And just the, if I had to pick the, the, um, the remnant that held through all the seasons, that one remnant that held through all the seasons, you know, it would be, I was very impressed in my heart that I needed to be a good role model. And, and that meant that, like Kelly said, I could not ask their opinion on things that I should be asking adults. They could not be my counselor. They could not be the person that held me up and emotionally kept me on a high, that was not their responsibility. And it's still not as adults. And I was reminded, too, of of the fact that um, I'm trying to think back during those years when I was a single mom. I had, of course, I was grounded. I had to stay grounded in one truth in God's Word or something that would carry me from day to day. And and it's something I started back when I was a single mom. I still do it today. Look on my steering wheel, and you will see Post-it notes. And I had Post-it notes on the kitchen counter. I had them on my bathroom mirror. Uh, Post-it notes. I needed. I needed this verse. I needed a reminder of this. What God's word said. I needed a reminder when the kids came home from spending the weekend with their dad, and they came in and told me all the fun things they got to do, and they got to go to this movie and that movie, which were not movies I might have taken them to. I had to have just reminders because I'm a visual person and there would be a truth on that post-it note that would just keep me grounded. And I still do that today. So there's lots of ways to stay grounded. But primarily through it all, moms, just uh, be take one day at a time. Take one day at a time. You cannot live tomorrow on tomorrow's worries or what ifs you cannot do that because you might as well learn it now because when your kids are adults you're going to be tempted to do the same thing live in the present make the present count that's yeah. what I would say. Thank you, Pam. I want to point out something. You know, the first two, consistent and intentional, you might feel like those are easier to do when you have a partner. But I, I want to, we don't talk about this enough that there are actual pros to being a single mom. And one of them is this. If stable is one of the keys to being a safe adult, it is much easier when you are single. And the thing we don't talk about enough is mm -hmm. that as a single mom, you have full control of the temperature of your home. And I don't just mean the thermostat, which praise the Lord, put it on 68 at night. I'm a very hot sleeper. Like you get to control that. You don't have to fight with anyone about that. But you also get to control the temperature of your home. Absolutely. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like if your home is a peaceful home, that's because you made it that way. If your home is tense and chaotic, like as a single mom, there is this beauty that you get to decide 
this is going to be stable. This is going to be a safe space to express yourself. Now, I understand that your kids can be going through something that can try to fight with that temperature. But the beauty of being single in this season is that there's not another adult fighting you for it, Mm -hmm. that you don't know what that person experienced at work and then comes home and messes up the peace that you had created. So I just wanted to point that out because on this one, as a single mom, be be encouraged that you have complete control of this. And I loved your simple things that you gave both of like, you might be unstable, but your kids don't have to know. This is true. (laughs) We fake it until we make it. So, okay, let's close with this. And I want you both to think of a single mom in your mind right now that you know and love. What would you say to her if she felt like she's not that safe adult for her kids? I would tell her to, first of all, go to counseling if she could. I would tell her this is another advantage of being in a local church to seek help in your local church. I would tell her to um, to think of adults that she trusts, and it could even be married adults that she trusts that love her, that care for her well-being. It may be a family member. It may be a friend to say, I am struggling with this. Can you, can you support me and how I can uh, be strong in this season? So just the main thing would just be don't go it alone. That's good. I think my mind immediately goes to that old illustration of you can't, you can't overflow or you can't pour into someone with an empty cup. Mm. And so exactly what Pam said, you need to take a very real look at yourself, at what you've been through, at your situation, and get help, whether that be counseling, church. um, You do not have to do this alone, even though you probably very much feel like you have to. Um, If you don't find help right away, keep looking. If you get turned away for some reason, keep fighting, keep going. Um, talk to a school counselor even, like at your kid's school. Talk talk to the principal. Talk to – there's so many avenues of places that you can turn to to get that help um, because you can't expect yourself to be this stable person if there's still so many things that you've – you're dealing with that you haven't gotten help for. Yeah. Yeah. That's very good. And your kids deserve it. They do. Yeah. Moms in closing, we've talked about being consistent. We've talked about being intentional. That is creating safe places. We've talked about being stable when you're not stable or stable and how to help you be more stable. But I want to close with something that I read from, the Better Health website, and it was about single parenting. It was some of the positives of a single parent household, which is the last thing Mel mentioned. And I want to read some of these things because it should give you hope, girl, that you're it. And you, with God, you are more than enough. But here are the statistics and things that they said. They said a child from a single parent home who is loved and supported has no more problems than a child from a two-parent home. 
It said whether or not the child uses their free time constructively, for example, reading or playing sports, depends on discipline, family routine, and quality time between parent and child, not whether the child has one or two parents living in the house. It continued to say children raised by one biological parent are generally just as happy as children raised by two. It said a sole parent can provide the required secure emotional base, clear boundaries, love and warmth that children need for healthy standard development, no different than a two-parent home. And I love this, which I said earlier, children can thrive with one loving, safe role model. And my thoughts are that your child's emotional and all the cognitive development with reasoning and everything does not depend on having a spouse. It does not depend on that. So, you know, I guess know this as I look back over my season, that when your kids are older, they will remember and they will understand your love because one never knows the love of a parent until they become one themselves. There's coming a day that your children will be parent themselves and they will see and they will understand the love that you had for them, that that day is coming. But in the meanwhile, be encouraged as you leave today uh, with Psalm 28, 7 and 8, which says, and I love this, it says, the Lord is my strength. The Lord is my strength and my shield, my protector, my comforter, the one who protects my family, protects me, perfect, protects the well-being of the kids and me. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in Him. Everything we've said today boils down to your trust in Christ. My heart trusts in Him, and I love this part, and He helps me. So moms, be encouraged today that God is with you. He loves you. And he will always help you.